the views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host, guest, random reptoid, or chupacabra may not necessarily reflect those of AM950 Radio, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Now, it's time to step into the unknown. There are things people experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in the corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your experience, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. And this is Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, where every night we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, and so much more. My name is Greg Bakken. Thank you very much for joining me. It's Casual Friday. You know what that means. Anything is, we could talk about anything tonight. Put it in the comments. What do you want to talk about tonight? Did you have a good week? Did you not have a good week? I'd love to know how everything is going for you. It's uh, certainly, uh, certainly been kind of, I don't know, it's, kind of feels like a long week to me if you ask me i hope i hope it wasn't like that for you all first of all we've had all this weather right uh you know we're 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 we're, i don't know it's like a ptsd almost where we start off with warm then we get super cold like february probably should be and then today you know we're back in the 60s well at least where i was it was near 60 at least so i don't know um we're just trying to, we're just trying to figure it out, right? So uh, I, I'm, I'm a very happy person. Um, as, uh, as, as we got done at the station today, I went with uh, the guy who is uh, the voice of the weather. You just heard Patrick. We went down to Mavericks. Okay, we, we've been talking about Mavericks quite a bit, the roast beef place, and uh, so this is the second time in two weeks that I've gone to Mavericks for their sandwich. And I I say so because, first of all, I think some of you know, Mavericks is in Roseville. I live in St. Michael. They're not nearby each other. (laughs) They're not close to each other. This is not a, like, hey, let's go down the block to a restaurant. This is completely far away, Uh, but it's worth it. And so I was uh, just uh, checking in with Patrick before I was going to be heading out um, from the station, and I, and I said, you know, I think I might go to Mavericks tonight. He's like, you know, I was just talking with Brett about that. And I think I'm going to be doing, I'm, I was thinking about maybe doing that myself because they keep hearing the commercials I've been doing. They keep, uh, they, they were reading it for themselves. You heard it for the weather. And he's like, let's do it. So we went out there and uh, boy, that was, that was really good. That was really good. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, definitely, uh, definitely uh, well worth it. So once again, I'm not trying to turn this into a Mavericks infomercial, uh, but if you have a chance to go out there, do so. I'm giving away uh, tonight, I'm giving away a gift card to Mavericks uh, because uh, we can, and uh, we are really excited uh, to be doing that. I actually checked in with Tim, the owner of Mavericks, when I was out there, and he's uh, he's he's in good spirits. Uh, their things are going well. So, uh, and and my, my tummy is full. Let's put it that way. My tummy is full, and uh, I, I had a lot of roast beef and they and their fries and stuff. So, yeah, it, it was really good. The fact that I'm still feel like I'm a little hungry still, just because I eat so much, it feels like that 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 part's a little little uh, frustrating to me. But it has nothing to do with Mavericks. That's just my 
overeating, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, you know, you know how that goes. Uh, so we have a couple things going on today that I want to uh, get through. Plus, once again, folks, whatever is on your mind, put it in the comments. If there's something you want to talk about, let's talk about it. This is what Friday is about over here. Let's uh, enjoy the Friday. What's going on? What are you doing this weekend? Let me know. I'd like to, I'd like to uh, see what you all have going on. Myself, I was supposed to do uh, something paranormal tomorrow. We're uh, trying to help somebody and it keeps getting moved, which is fine. That's how it works. But uh, I was supposed to do that uh, tomorrow and that's not the case any longer. So uh, it's, you know, for those who do the paranormal investigations, you may or may not realize that you have to really get yourself kind of uh, ready for it. You can't just like show up there. You'd never just show up to a location and you're like, okay, where is the spirits? Let's go after them. Let's, let's either help them, not help them, do whatever. You have to prepare yourself. And this is where we always talk about how, um, you know, the paranormal and the metaphysical, they're the same. Because people always say that, oh, well, they're very different. And, and uh, Char Savoy, who you might have heard in such radio programs as this one, uh, she had said in the, in, the, in the past, which I think is very, a very telling thing as well, why is it when metaphysical and paranormal, they're both energy-based, right? They're both speaking with spirits. You can watch something like Teresa Caputo, and it's a very beautiful thing, reaching out to your loved ones and stuff. Meanwhile, you can just switch over to a channel and you can watch Zach Bagans, and he's, you know, everything there is dark and scary and evil. And you, you got to wonder why, <laughs> why, you know, there isn't a difference. Now, the difference here, of course, is two things. Obviously, there are amazing spirits. <clears throat> there are also darker spirits. We, that's obvious. I don't need to point that out to any of you. But uh, I think what we're looking at here is approach, right? Uh, you know, and, and like, for example, a Teresa Caputo, or should I say really any psychic medium that I've ever known, it doesn't have to be a television personality, they, what they're going to be doing is that they're going to be, you know, finding the, you know, getting the messages that people want to hear. And uh, someone that's like of ghost adventures ilk would be looking for sensationalism. And whether they're actually finding it or not, it's almost immaterial to what needs to be on television, right? That's, that's the difference there. And um, I find that to be very unfortunate. But my point is, the way that we work, we have to get ourselves, you know, energetically prepared for what's, what's going to happen. And so, you know, being, having it, like, get uh, postponed or whatever else is fine because it's always up to, you always want to help the client and whatever works for them. But then it's like, okay, we got to now draw back a little bit and figure out, you know, what we're going to do and whatnot. So, you know, that, that was kind of what my Saturday was going to look like. Now my Saturday, um, has, it's open wide open. And, uh, I have a couple other projects I'm working on. I do uh, freelance design work for a company in the UK. I design their DVD, covers um, or actually sometimes author their discs and stuff because I'm a big British television guy and so I do I do a lot of that stuff and so 
that is going to be my Saturday because I am way behind on, on, on getting that stuff done. It's been so busy. There's been so many good things going on here that I just needed uh, the time to work on it. So that's going to be, uh, I think that's going to be my weekend as it happens. So nothing wrong with that. I might, uh, I, I don't know if you all know this, I like to grill. I might have mentioned it once or twice. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of that over the weekend, whether it's, um, whether it's like chicken wings or something like that. Yeah, it's Friday. We could talk about food. We can talk about everything. What's your favorite thing to, to grill? Do you grill? Do you like grilling? Some of you might not like meat at all. If you don't like meat, what do you put on the grill? I'm sure you still do. But you always run into that problem, don't you? When you, are, when you're, when you like to grill, but you don't eat meat, and yet you have to put you have to be careful where you put like whatever you're grilling because normally there's meat on there first, right? And you have to make sure it's super clean so that uh, you're not uh, picking up any of the stuff there. I mean, luckily there's fire to kind of purify it, but still, you know, there's all that stuff. So I should tell you the story real fast of when I worked at an ad agency downtown Minneapolis um, with Carmichael Lynch. And uh, we, at one point, a friend of mine, and I, a coworker, we were just like, you know, we, we really should see if the company would uh, like purchase like a $200 smoker, you know, like one of those little Brinkman ones, the ones that, you know, stand upright, they look like a little chimney. And uh, so <laughs> we go to uh, the CFO, who's always been very, you know, they're very open to everything because it, the idea there is like creativity is is takes many different forms and so we go to him and we're just like um we we want to we want to get these smokers the smoker and he's he's fine with it i mean 200 bucks that's not a big deal i mean what what it could cook would be enough for like one of us and he 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 challenged us he's just like well i think it's a great idea but what if you found something a little bit bigger so that uh, you could cook for more of the agency. And uh, I was like, okay. And so we did our due diligence, and we started looking around, and then it got a little, kind of what looked like could have been getting out of hand, but it actually didn't. For those who have ever done anything with smoking meat, uh, there's, a, there's a brand of smoker that is that's really, really good. It's a Yoder, a Yoder smoker. And you get those down in Kansas City. They make them. They don't, they don't have like a room and you just pick one out and you take it. With. They had to make it. So we, we were like this, you know, kind of sheepishly because it's a lot of money. Like, well, what, what, about, what about this? And he looks at it and he goes, well, what, do you think you could cook for the agency? And we're like, yeah, we could. And he's just like, well, over time it'll be cheaper than catering everything. So let's do it. So they built this um, this Yoder smoker in Kansas, and they shipped it up here, and we're in downtown Minneapolis, and we have to put the the smoker up on the roof of the building, and uh, which you know it's not like a slope. I mean it's 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 safe, okay? It's not like it's not like it's like teetering on a on an edge or something. It's gonna fall off. Uh, so we start and we start. Uh, we start uh, smoking the stuff, but here's the funny thing: a friend of ours, he was just like, uh, 
this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. What do you guys? This is you no know, no one's going to approve this. This is this is dumb. You know, just really, really against it. The the uh, Yoder smoker shows up. It's in the it's on the tenth floor, waiting to be brought up to the roof. I swear to God, he walks over to it, touches it, and he to this day he hasn't taken his hands off of it. He he immediately became one with the smoker. This guy who was one minute just like you're wasting your time. This is he's out there, you know, in, on on the roof. He's like oiling the whole thing down because you have to you have to season it before you can really start using it. And uh, so he um, he he became like the head head chef, if you will, of our little group. And so we started uh, smoking ribs, and we started smoking chicken, and we just, I mean, we could go <clears throat> and buy whatever we wanted and expense it as long as we could, uh, as long as we could feed the agency. That was the thing. It was for the agency. It's not for our own little private, you know, we only make stuff for self. We, and, and originally, we really wanted to get more people involved with the cooking and stuff. Well, it got so big. Like we started doing it more and more that they ended up getting a second smoker, which is about almost twice the size of the first one. But the difference was the first one is one of those that uh, is elongated, right? It's like a barrel, if you will, kind of, you know, long. But the second one still has that barrel, but then it had a tower that went up. And I think some of you may have seen something like that before. And uh, so we could do... I think 30 to 35 racks of ribs at one time, like just let them in and smoke for, you know, six hours, one time. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, honestly, that you could do all of that. We, we were cooking for the agency. We were cooking food for clients coming in for new business pitches we were doing all these things um, on top of the job that we were there to do, but we did it happily because it was really fun to do. Now, I've been out of the agency. out. Of, I've been out of that place for, what, three years now. It's coming up in three years. They still do it, and it's still like, I mean, could you imagine that you have, at the place you work, if you like smoked foods, if you like grilled food, stuff like that, that they're making that? I mean, that's pretty special. That's pretty neat. Uh, that's, that's something that I think is really... Uh, a lot of fun, and uh, that's that's just how it is. And uh, I, you know, you you get me hungry. I'm going to start talking about food, and this is like memory food. Is that even more pathetic? It's not even like what I'm going to have maybe to eat this weekend. I'm going to grill and stuff. And instead, I'm like, I remember the time I had some ribs that were really good. I don't know. That's that's. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, more <laughs> more sad or what. But you know, you got to like your food. Uh, so a couple things here to talk about. Um, I want to give away. I want to give away a gift certificate. Okay. I want to give away a gift certificate for Mavericks uh, because they have uh, very kindly given us one to do. So why don't we go ahead and do this? Uh, if you can put, if you put into the comments that you want it, uh, first person that puts that in. You're going to get uh, these wonderful, wonderful uh, gift cards and, and everything else. It's going to be, you're going to have a great time. It is a fantastic place. So go ahead, put it in the comments now. We're going to take our first uh, break. When we come back, we're going to say who is the winner of the gift certificate as well as everything else. Uh, and we're going to get to question of the week. We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950.
Welcome back to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. My name is Greg Bach, and thank you very much for joining us tonight. I hope everyone is all excited about the weekend. I know I am. Now, as a reminder to everyone, Twin Cities Pagan Pride is thrilled to host Paganicon 2024, March 15th through 17th at the Crown Plaza Minneapolis West Hotel. Come to Paganicon to experience a deep community where people gather to learn, socialize, and get inspired. Check out all their featured guests and lists of activities at TC paganpride.org once again that's tcpaganpride.org and register now for this incredible conference paganicon is a safe place to not only be yourself but meet other like-minded individuals and honestly i think uh i think that that is going to be a fantastic weekend and i am uh, i'm personally looking very much forward to that as well now i want to also congratulate uh lisa for uh, winning the uh, Mavericks gift card. I really do appreciate you all playing and uh, doing that. Uh, Lisa, I'm going to get your address later, and then we can uh, send that out to you. You're going to like it. I guarantee it. Is that too much to say? I guarantee it. I don't know. I'd like to... I just really want to make sure that uh, everyone experiences this place. I love good food, you know, honestly. We should get a... uh, We should get, like, a caravan of uh listeners and uh like a like a ghost box bus maybe a ghost bus how about that uh ghost bus radio and we'll all take a take a trip there we'll leave from the station and or we could just pick people up it'd be like a school bus we'll just pick people up that's not weird not weird at all um so (laughs) with that being said let's do question of the week and this week's question kind of a little bit based on last week's. Now, last week was kind of the five-minute thing, right? And I got a lot of uh, feedback on that. I heard a lot of people saying how much that they uh, in, enjoyed that question. And uh, I, I really uh, I really love the fact uh, that everyone really took part in it. This week, not as many people took part in the question. Maybe Maybe they don't like their pets as much. So the question this week, question of the week, is simply this. If you could ask your pet one question based on all the years you've known them, what would that question be? So if you could ask your pet one question based on all the years that you've known them, what would that question be? Now, here's the other part of the question. So it's question of the week, but two questions. If there is one thing you would want to make sure they knew from their time with you, what would it be? So first one is, um, if you could, can get one thing out of them to say, what would it be? And then what would be one thing that you would really wish that they, uh, got, that they got from you, okay? So I'm going to go to Facebook where I put this up. And like I said, there isn't as many uh, this week. If you want to put your, question, your answers excuse me, into the comments, please do so. Uh, John says uh, the question, the first question of uh, of uh, if you could ask them one question and that they could answer, what would it be? The question he would say is, why do other dogs irritate you so much? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and the thing that he would want to make sure his pet knows is how much he loves them, which is really sweet. Right. I mean, and, and someone someone had said in the comments uh, in that same comments, like, well, you're probably going to get a lot of the same answers. And I, yeah, maybe I will. But who cares? It's kind of fun to see what people think. And some of these, I, I don't know. Some of these are very interesting. So uh, going to the next one here. Um, and Linda says the question answer the question. 
do they know how deeply I have connected with them, or is it just in my head and heart, and they're indifferent? And I think that's a really interesting question. You know, when I talk about my cat, first of all, I really do feel like that I connect with Linus, um, you know, that we, we get each other, um, you know, and everyone's like, well, he's a cat, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, you know, all cats act a certain way. And I really have to disagree with that. In all of my years of owning a cat, you know, yeah, they, they portray some of those um, attributes that we always associate with a cat, like, you know, that they kind of be standoffish and stuff. But my cats have always uh, had laid on the bed with me. They're often sleeping on the bed and, you know, at night with me. Uh, Linus, he's, he waits for me everywhere. Everywhere he waits for me. We are, we, we connect quite a bit. And he's, he's, <laughs> I've told the story before. When I go down the stairs, he tries to trip me. He'll put out his paw in, like, in front of my ankle. Like, uh, so what I'm trying to go down the stairs is, I don't think he's trying to trip me. He's, I think really what he's just saying is like, hey, I'm here too. Meanwhile, you know, he's going to, you know, cause me to break my neck one day. Here's the sad story about that, though. Um, immediately when he started doing that, I could tell it's just, he just wants to let me know he's there. There's nothing, it, you know, everyone drives into like, you know, 101 ways that, you know, your cat's trying to kill you, all that, all that BS. Um, that's fine. But the owner, so I got Linus from my friend Amy. Uh, she, I, and I, I hadn't met her, and I, you know, I met her at one point, and uh, and I, I met her cat Linus. And uh, immediately Linus and I connected. He reminds me very much of a previous rag doll I had named Dave. Uh, so, uh, you know, she's just like, you know, I really see that you like Linus. We, we want to get a dog. Would you like Linus? And eventually I said yes. And then she told me about the thing where he will put out his his arm to try to stop you, and it looks like he's trying to trip you. And she had actually given away Linus one time before, and uh, he was doing that to to people, to the owners, and they called Amy back up, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? He's trying to he's trying to do something to us. He's trying to trip us and stuff." And I think he's just you know basically they thought he's bullying them. I mean, a cat. And, and she's just like, I'm sorry to hear that. And he goes, they go, if you don't take him back, we're going to put him to sleep. And, uh, I, I was just like, wow. And she's like, yeah, no, she's like, they, they were going to put him to sleep. They're going to put him down. And she's like, you are not putting Linus down. I'll take him back. And so she took him back and had him for a few more years. And then our path crossed and I ended up getting him. And, um, Amy was a great uh, owner for Linus, um, and uh, <laughs> the one thing I'll never forget is that she had small children, and like she said, they wanted to get a dog, and so she had uh, said, why don't you come over, like, forget which afternoon it is, like, just come over in the afternoon, it was a Friday afternoon, just come over, pick him up, and I said, listen, your kids are going to be there, I, I don't think that's a good idea, I think I should get him when they're not there, you know, just, you just don't want to upset them. You know, it's already going to be, uh, quite a bit. And she's just like, nope, nope. It's all going to be good. Uh, I promise you if this was a TV show at that point, you would cut to the next scene, which is these kids screaming and crying that this 
this bad man is taking their cat, trying to get him into a cat carrier that is way too small for him. That's the one that they provided. And, you know, the older son is just stomping around. He's angry. And they're all just like really upset that I am taking their cat. And I'm like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. And you, and, and I just like, oh my God, they, they hate me because I took their cat. Linus hates me because I took him from his home. I mean, it's just ridiculous. AJ, my other cat, hates me because I brought in another cat. I mean, it's like this was horrible. And here's the thing, too, though. I did stack the deck in my favor a little bit. It took about a day for AJ to realize that Linus was real. I think she thought Linus was a hallucination because I kind of drugged her up on on uh, the catnip. I kind of did the old, hey, here's a here's a whopping full of catnip for you, AJ. Have a great day. I'll see you in about 20 minutes. And uh, uh, she, you know, she just was like, what is that? You know, uh, it's, it's, it's Linus. That's what it is. Linus um, stayed in my bedroom because I didn't really let him like wander around. I mean, he's brand new to the house. Let's just kind of keep everyone a little separated. He stayed in the master bedroom for about a week, maybe, maybe just a little bit more, hissing at me every time he saw me, just very unhappy at my existence. I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and he was on the bed just staring at me. I'm like, oh, hello, and he just jumped off. And, you know, early in that one day, early in the day, he's still hissing at me. And then I, wa- I came in, and the, there's a bathroom attached to the, ba- to the, the master bedroom, and I walk in there, and he looks at me. I'm like, well, here we go again. And he just falls to the ground, exposes his tummy, and that was it. Then we were friends. Aren't they, aren't they something? I mean, honestly, they're really something. I mean, it's just, just pretty much amazing. I'll tell you what's also amazing. Let's, you know, because this is a paranormal show, we can throw some paranormal in it for good measure. So... The cat I mentioned earlier, Dave. Dave is is a soul connection to me. Uh, I've never had a cat so close. And he's a rag doll. He looks very identical to Linus, except he's black and white. Linus is gray and white. And so they, you know, Linus had passed away. Sorry, nope, they, not yet. <laughs> Hold on. Dave had passed away in February of 2012. I had to, I had to put him down. And so... Um, this is 2017 now. And when I made the decision to get Linus finally, um, I'm going up the stairs and I feel something tug at my sock. And I look and there's no one there. I said, I said, Dave, don't worry. I'm not going to forget you. Okay. I'll never forget you. And so I, um, the day I went to go retrieve Linus, I need to go over to Buffalo and uh, driving out there and down this road, there's this truck that is parked where you can see the, the side of the truck and driving towards it. I look and big letters on the top of the truck, it says Davy, which is what I would call him. Now, Davey is also a, I think, a company that removes trees and stuff. And there's also an automotive company, like they fix engines called Davey. I don't care. 
what is what is the deal with that, that I am going to get Linus? I already feel like the energy of my cat, who had passed away a long time ago, is is worried that I'm going to forget about him. And I'm driving, and this is a big thing that says, Davey, basically, don't forget about me. I'm still here. Remember me. That's pretty cool. It's one of my favorite memories. And uh, some might be like, well, that's just coincidence. If you like, to me, that was purposeful and it was beautiful. And I just, I just looked up in my, I just looked up in the air and I said, Davy, I'm not going to forget you. I told you. And then I go and, uh, go into the onslaught of angry children and angry cats and everything else. So yeah, it's, uh, it was really something, but, uh, nevertheless, that's what happened. And, uh, that was, um, it's beautiful. It is fantastic. So uh, let's see here. King Sisters Paranormal says regarding the question, and since it was 40 years ago since I originally read the question, here it is again. If you could ask your pet one question based on all the years you've known them, what would it be? King Sisters Paranormal says, are you lonely or upset when I'm not home? And if so, how can I help you with that? And then also they wanted to know, can you see ghosts? ask can that's what they would like to ask can you see ghosts those are great questions and you know i do believe um i do believe that uh ever, you know that pets are lonely when you leave and you know the thing is too and luckily when i leave here uh, there's somebody that watches over linus but at the same time it's kind of like well okay um from the cat perspective i can pick up linus Look him in the face, you know, hold him, look him in the face and be like, I'll be back in a couple of days. Now, now that makes me feel good. I let him know I'm back. He doesn't know. And, and I don't think that's where the energy really translated. It was like, well, they know. No, he doesn't. I, I remember uh, taking a trip to Deadwood. And uh, at that point, the only cat I had was uh, my little AJ. And uh, Robert, who lives in the basement of the house, he said to me, yeah, um, she stayed at the stairs inside the whole time, wait. Basically, it's right by the door, waiting for my return. That's sad. That made me very sad. That made me really kind of think twice about taking trips because, um, you know, that's they don't know. They, you know, and and it's it's. I mean, they. I think cats in general have a do have a good way of not looking too terribly perturbed overall. I mean, there are things when they get scared and stuff. Yes, but. You know, so there's a lot that I think we miss that we don't really realize that they're that they're thinking or that they're conveying for that matter. Um, let's see here. Uh, Suzanne. Oh, Suzanne. <clears throat> Can you forgive me for not being a better mom? Oh, my goodness. Um, I want you to know how much her love and support helped me. This is what she would like her pet to know. I'd like her to know how much her love and support helped me through some difficult times. Hmm. Is is that true? They 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 do support. They they do support. Um, and I just even think about when I had COVID last year, who was who was laying by my side? Whether if I was on the couch, he's just on the on the floor directly next to me, laying, Linus, completely. Let's see here. Um, Cynthia wants to know where the baby squirrel is. Okay, 
Uh, I know. <laughs> that sounds like more of a murder mystery than than a than a question of the week, if you ask me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there is. Um, let's see. Linda says um, it's been so many years since I've had a pet. We called her Princess. She was a person, a Persian Angora mix. Wow, that's so beautiful. I'd like to know if she remembers me. And how sorry I am that we parted company. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's 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 tough. It's tough. You know, you know. I was telling somebody the other day, and I think it's, I I think it's one of the greatest uh, uh, quotes I think that you could say. And and people look at people don't always see it the way I see it, but I always say uh, Queen Elizabeth II had said, um, pain. Uh, pain is the price you pay for love. And I think when it comes to pets in particular, that is very much the case because, you know, they're with us for such short amount of time. And uh, yet there's so many people, and I, I, just, I just showed it myself, that a pet could have passed away decades ago and you're still like, why, why aren't they with me anymore? And that's, uh, that's really something. I think that's a real... Uh, real indicator of uh, just basically what they mean to all of us, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, very, very important stuff here. Why don't we go ahead? Let's take our next break. When we come back, we're going to continue on with this. If there's anything you want to talk about, put them into the comments because, uh, you know, it's Casual Friday. We can say whatever we want. And let's uh, ease into this weekend. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. I just want to remind everybody that tomorrow Megas Books is doing a special. It is over. If you go over to Megas Books, it is Gateway to the Gods, a monthly entheogen experience, um, entheogen experience, excuse me, beginning at noon. This monthly tea party offers a sample mug of entheogenic uh, herbs such as Blue Lotus, lecture of its historical uses, and a guided meditation to help you connect with its effects. Visit magusbooks.com to register. Once again, they're doing a lot of cool stuff over there, so go check out their website because they have a lot of events coming up in March that I think you might want to check out. There's some really good things uh, to learn. And, you know, one of the things that we don't really talk about a whole lot from Megas Books is the herbal side to it. And I do want to get uh, Liz, who is the owner of Megas Books, on here to talk about that because that's very important, actually, to be able to uh, talk about the herb side to it all. So uh, check out MegasBooks.com, see everything they have to offer. And please don't forget to go in to the store itself, check out their wide range of books, tarot cards, everything else. And, uh, Really, just go over there and enjoy and learn. Now, Monday on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken, I'm going to bring in psychic medium Suzanne Worthley. Now, Suzanne is more, way more than a psychic medium. She is looking into all sorts of, you know, she can see so far into so many things. And one of the things that we're going to, uh, to uh, talk about on Monday is kind of the energy of the earth at the moment, you know, just the overall energy of what everyone is feeling and what everyone is going through, because it feels like things are very tense at the moment, you know, just in general, the world stage is very tense. We have this 
big election coming up in November. We have wars going on in different parts of the world. Everything, you know, it doesn't seem connected, but it's all very connected and it's on people's minds. We're going to talk about, you know, are we are we creating our own outcome by everyone thinking about this stuff? How can't you? There's a lot of stuff to talk about here. And so uh, we're going to have Suzanne on, like I said, Monday. We're going to talk about that. And uh, I, this is going to be a great conversation. I really would like you all to uh, join in and uh, ask questions, give your opinion, everything like that, because it is, uh, it is really something. Now, the question we had uh, for the question of the week is if you could ask your pet one question based on all the years you've known them, what would it be? If there is one thing you would want to make sure that they knew from their time with you, what would that be? And, you know, I, I just going to say for, for Linus, for example, you know, or any of my cats, any of the animals I've, I've owned over the years, it's just like, did, did I take care of you? All right. Did I, did I help you? Did I make things better for you? Um, you know, and that's, that's, that, I think that's the one thing that we all want to know, right? We all want to be able to know whether or not we, we made a positive impact. And I think it's, I think it's fair to say yes. You know, I mean, I mean, I look and I see how he reacts and stuff and he knows he's loved, but I, you know, what, what if he could answer? Maybe that would be something completely different. I don't know. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, it's, that's one of the things that I find very interesting about all of that. And uh, I, I, your guess is as good as mine. And so, uh, what if, you know? Do you think someday we're going to be able to get some kind of uh, some kind of like cat uh, or pet translator where we can eventually really find out what they're saying about us? I mean, that's the thi- that would be pretty amazing if that were the case. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, and I think that this week's question might have been a little too much for some people because, like I said, we didn't get as nearly as many answers as we had uh, received in past weeks for some of these questions. And uh, maybe maybe I blew everyone's mind with the question about what we'd ask your loved one. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, let's see here. I think Lisa wrote something, and I didn't read her response. Let me see if I can find it. Um, let's see. Uh, Lisa had asked, uh, she had asked, um, Pat, do you, do you see my son that has passed? You know, that kind of goes back to the whole thing about can can animals see spirits? And I personally think that they can. Um, and that she would say that I love you so much and you're my best friend and I appreciate your protection, even though you get a little intense. And, you know, I think that's the whole other thing that we hadn't really talked about here. Um, and uh, that it is a... Uh, that the protection, the energetic protection that an animal gives. And, you know, they, they say that a lot about cats, but I think it's any animal, you know, any animal, cause they can, they can sense stuff so differently than we can that, uh, that there is, there is that protection. So like when I was sick and Linus is around me all the time, that's not, that's not coincidence. He's, he's trying to protect me. You know, and I'm sure many of you have run into that over the course of your life, being sick or whatever else. Um, so that is, uh, you know, that that is a real interesting point. And, you know, just the level of what can animals do on a spiritual level that we have no idea about? You know, I think that that's something that is, 
that's truly amazing. And I, I, I don't doubt for a second that there is. I don't doubt for a second there's plenty that they're doing that we, we don't know anything about, that we're not, we're not picking up on. For all we know, you know, for all I know, Linus is able to communicate with AJ and Dave and stuff. And maybe that's just wishful thinking because we also know when there are animals and there's two of them, then they've grown up together and stuff, that an animal will uh, generally have these, these moments of depression when their, their counterpart's gone if one passes and the other still lives and they were close, that, that you can definitely, um, you, you, can, you can see that, that there is a depression, that they miss them, that there's so much. So, yeah, I mean, so many things. Now, Emily says they just came out with one for babies. It's only a matter of time. But does it work? Does it work for babies? Is that is that that the case? Anyone see that episode of The Simpsons way back? I think it's like season two, uh, where um, Danny DeVito actually plays Homer's like long lost brother, and that one of the things he actually um, that he actually uh, uh, invents is a baby uh, translator, so that uh, us adults can uh can uh, understand babies but it's all in the whatever whatever it translates comes out in danny devito's voice which is <laughs> really funny <laughs> i i think it's funny i know i am one of the like few people who will openly admit that i still think the simpsons is funny everyone else i think it's i think it's um i think it's passe to say that uh that uh it's uh that it's it's uh, not funny, but uh, I I still say it's funny. I've been I've been rewatching them on the Disney uh, Disney Plus, um, and I've been watching the new ones. And honestly, there's some really good, really good episodes there. Uh, the one I think from uh, season seven thousand. Okay, no, it's like season thirty three. I think because I think they're on season thirty four. They do a take on Stephen King's It. And the episode's called Not It. And it is very good. There's some very funny points to it. But there are some moments that are very, um, the, 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 they, they make you jump and they're kind of creepy. And the clown, of course, is Krusty the Clown. So you have all of that. And it is just absolutely, uh, it, it's, it's incredible. It is such, it is such a uh, uh, good episode. And then the end credits, of course, are fantastic too. Uh, Kyle asked the question, is that the one where Homer designs a car? It could be. I think there were t two times that, um, I think there's two times that, uh, that, uh, he came back. It might be the same one, might be two different ones. I mean, you know, that was, you know, 34 years ago. So I, I really don't, I don't, I don't remember, but I do remember that every time, uh, Homer's brother would, put any sort of faith in Homer that it would all kind of backfire. So, but that's right. He did design a car as well. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, let's see. Emily says about the baby translator. Uh, that's where I got it from. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm misreading it. I watched a video recently. I talked about the Simpsons predictions and that came true. So she hasn't, she didn't get one. She's just saying that's where she, then they, they reference it. I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical on that. Um, I'm skeptical on a, on a baby translator. I think we have a better chance of picking up, uh, 
what a cat says. Actually, here's the thing about that is you ever notice like, you know, cats make their noise. Dog makes their noise. They don't, they don't though interact. You know, they don't converse in barks and meows to each other, but they talk to us. Like we know what we're talking, we know what they're talking about. And uh, my guess is 99% of us here will also act like we know what they're talking about as well. A lot of like answers to their meows, like, Oh, I know, I know. And, um, that's the best part or, you know, just filling in in my mind what when Linus meows at me, what he's saying, you know, because he answers all my questions. He truly does. I mean, everything I say, there's a meow coming back at me. Whether or not he he's just like, well, God, he's opening his mouth. I better open my mouth again. You know, who knows? Who knows what these animals are thinking? That's the best part. You know, I hope someday, you know, whatever that means, whether it's like once we past or whatever else where we hoping that a lot more stuff comes to light for us uh that hopefully someday we will know what what it all means and what 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 it means when an animal um meows barks hisses whatever that we we have some kind of idea of of what it is uh, lisa says who doesn't think the simpsons uh aren't funny well here's the thing is is that you know, everyone's like, well, it's not as good as it used to be. You can't do the same thing for 34 years. You just can't. Uh, you have to try different things. I do think personally there was a lull in the program uh, that was, uh, uh, you know, between like uh, maybe season 20 through like 23, maybe something like that, in my opinion. Um, some of the teen years might have been not as good. Um I do enjoy, obviously, uh, quite a lot of like the Conan and Brian episodes, which is like seasons four, five, and you know whatever else. There's some really good ones, um, but what I like to do is um, I like to watch the old episodes, and I mean really old episodes, and then be like, "Yep, they're dead. Yep, that's dead. You know that person's dead." And some of the stuff that just doesn't, uh, yeah, I'm macabre, okay? I, you, like, this is news. And then, like, you know, and, and it's just kind of sad, actually, because there is the one where, you know, Penny Marshall was the babysitter in, like, a season one episode. And it's like, woo, gone. You know, um, let's see, Emily says, uh, Simpsons equals uh, modern-day Nostradamus, except better. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. They, they, there is. I mean, when you're on that long, right, that you're gonna get something right. Some of that stuff that they show, like you get on the internet and you're like, you know, Simpsons does it again or whatever, and they have these screen grabs. I, I don't know if those screen grabs have been doctored. I don't trust anything I see anymore. I really don't. It's like every, I get fooled every single time, and I start telling people about it, and then they're like, no, Greg, and they show me how I basically made a fool of myself because I believed it on first sight. So, um. You know, just just know, don't don't believe everything you. As Abraham Lincoln once said, "Do not believe everything you read on the internet," and uh, I think that there's something uh, very truthful about that as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I I really don't know about uh, whether or not uh, whether or not we're ever going to get a, an animal translator. If uh, if uh, we do. That'd be great. But here's here's one last thing I'll leave you all with. And this is something I've been trying to do. If you have somebody I could bring on the show 
who is actually an animal psychic. I've, I've heard many people say that, and then when I reach out to them, I'm like, can we do like a night of one-question readings, but for people's pets? Then they suddenly, you know, crawl back into the woodwork or whatever. I, it's like they, either they don't want to give it for free, which is fair, or they don't really possess that. And, you know, and I'm not, you know, I don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, um, you know, they just they really like belly rubs. You know, I, I want something a little bit more substantial than that as well. Nor do I want, you know, like, you know, like what's what's Linus thinking? And and guy would be like, I, he's saying meow. You know, I don't want that either. So there's there's, you know, I'm sorry, there's just a lot there that. Uh, you, you want to be very careful on. That's all I know. <laughs> this is funny. All right. Uh, so with that being said, uh, as, we, uh, as we wrap up the week here, don't forget Monday, we're going to have on Suzanne Worthley as we talk about the energy of the world during this time of politics and war. Where are we at energetically? We want to talk about that. We want to talk about that a little bit. Um, please make sure to visit us on ghostboxradio.com to find past episodes of our radio show. And like us over on Facebook at Ghostbox Radio with Greg Bakken. Also send any comments or feedback to comment at ghostboxradio.com. Don't forget to check out the Best of Ghostbox Radio airing Saturdays at 8 p.m. and Sundays at 4 p.m. at AM 950. And finally, whether you're chasing spirits or just drinking them tonight, please be careful out there. We'll see you Monday as we talk to Suzanne Worthley about the current energy of the world. Everyone, have a great weekend. Uh,